Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Braden, what's up, man? This is WWE NXT superstar Dominic Dijakovic. Uh, so it's your birthday. It's your birthday, Braden. Happy birthday, Braden. Uh, I was contacted by John Sino, Sino, Cena, John Cena. Uh, uh, and he said that you and Davey Portman do a podcast called the Up NXT, Up Next uh, podcast, which is great. That's awesome. Thank you for reviewing and supporting. We appreciate that. Um, and he mentioned that there's a, a fighting sound that I made backstage that you uh, imitate, which, quite frankly, I have no idea what he's talking about. He even sent me a video where he did this sound it's like a hi-ya like a like a like Liu Kang from Mortal Kombat or something and I literally know I'm not doubting that I've done that but I genuinely have no idea what he's talking about um <laughs> so uh anyway take care Braden. I hope I'm pronouncing that right Braden. it's gotta be right how else would that be Braden? no Braden, right it's Braden. Braden, right anyway take care don't forget to feast your eyes. Hiya! First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BDE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello, Braden Harrington here with John Ceno filling in for my roommate, uh, friend, brother, uh, whatever, life mate, if you will. I guess not life mate o- uh, enough because he's uh, away with his girlfriend first. What kind of best friend has an anniversary with his girlfriend on my birthday? But let's let's go beyond the fact. Welcome, John Cena. Hey, you know I didn't want to tell you, but Davey messaged me on the side and was like, "Listen, it's been a rough couple days with um Kyrie Sane. 
uh, leaving. He needs some time away from wrestling. And I was like, you know what, brother? I understand you. Take as much time as you want. You know, leave. Do whatever you got to do. Uh, don't worry. I got you. Yes. This is the actual truth. Is Kyrie Zane has left WWE. She's going back home. You know? And do you know, do you know what her last word was in her last WWE promo? I can only guess. It's what a true pirate sailor or whatever she is would say. And that is, of course, ahoy. <laughs> ahoy! Yeah, I saw that and I was like, oh my god. That's, that's, she looked right into Davy's eyes and sailed away, sailed away, sailed away. Uh, well, you know, at least we, you know, Davy, Davy, my, my co-host, Davy Portman, he is a huge fan of Kyrie Zane and he's, he's made it on TV during her entrance at one point. He's met her at a bar and gotten a photo yeah. with her. Um, he's, he's just, he's obsessed with Kyrie and I know he's hurting. We have a cutout of Kyrie in our, in our, in our BDE. The Bay- that's Brain not, that's not leaving though, right? That's not going anywhere. No, I mean, he took it with him on his trip, wherever he is. Oh, I, oh okay. <laughs> he takes it everywhere. He takes it everywhere he goes, obviously. Yeah, holds it up with the right of the luggage. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> but, uh, pour a little out. Leave the memories alone for Kyrie Sane here at Up Next. Yes. But welcome to Up Next. This is the NXT podcast. Brayden Harrington with John Ceno, our unofficial third man, or our official third man. Sorry, I was going to say I keep calling you Mabel because there's rumors that 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 <laughs> King Mabel was the third man. I don't want to get into it, but you're my you're the up next third man, and I don't believe you've ever been on up next. No, I have not. I've been on Was Next. I've been on a couple top five shows and Patreon exclusives, but it's the first time I'm making my up next debut. So it is an honor, sir, to be yes. on this show with you. Yes, of course it is, uh, dude. It's you. You help us out so much. You uh, you've been listening to post wrestling and the, the law days and stuff like that. Uh, we we've mentioned on some of the Patreon shows that you have joined us, Patreon.com/slash/upnext. But uh, you were like a longtime fan and listener, and then uh, I ran into you at a DDT show in New York last week in Queens. Yep. At yep. Laboom, and the rest is history. Laboom. This is, oh, yeah. That's how I find my, my friends in the world of wrestling and, and co-hosts and stuff like that. I just meet them in bars. and uh, Yeah, that was a good time, man. We, we hung out a little bit. I think I met Davey for like a split second while you guys were trying to run to a train or something. I'm like, hey, Davey, and that was pretty much it. But with you, yeah, I got to buy you a beer. We saw some wrestling. We saw some crazy wrestling. Yes. And uh, yeah, and then here we are a year, a year later. At, you know, We're not at WrestleMania, unfortunately. No. But uh, we're here at home. Yes, we are at home. Usually we go live on our YouTube, youtube.com slash upnext, every Wednesday. But Davey is totally like the, the tech wizard. During quarantine, you either, you either sat and you, you were sad and, and you, know, you didn't do anything, or you, you, you advanced. You, you took the ball and ran with it. And Davey has like totally been crazy with the, the streaming and the live streaming, OBS and stuff like that. He tried to teach me. But uh, yes, it was my birthday this past weekend. So... Uh, my mind and memory was a little, a little hazy, and uh, I, I don't know how to go live, so I just decided let's do it, let's do it old-fashioned way, a podcast. But uh, yeah, it was my. How, how was your, how was your birthday, man? How did you celebrate? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so you may have heard off the top, uh, Dominic Dijakovic, NXT superstar, uh, WWE superstar. Now that was a cameo. I'm, I've gotten my first cameo from you, John Cena, who you got Dominic Dijakovic to send in a cameo wishing me a happy birthday, and uh, <laughs> it's hilarious. He does the hi-yah sounds. Oh, my God. Um, and then you also got me one from from Sunny Kiss 
from AEW, my favorite. Kiss, yes. My favorite tag team. Uh, what's wait? What's their tag team name? <laughs> Bad Romance. Bad, Bad Romance. Romance. Of course. How could I forget that? Uh, and and that was cute. That was awesome. Love me some Sunny Kiss. Love me some Dominic Dijakovic. And then Davey. He must have heard that you were on this cameo train, so he decided to go yeah. back to yeah, the. He- <laughs> He was yeah. the first person to know. I had to, I had to tell somebody. I'm like, Davey, Davey, you need to watch this. Because I had him for like about a week or two before you even got to see them. So oh I'm just like, God. I need to show somebody. I'm like, please don't say anything. But yeah. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't say anything. Uh, he just, he, we, 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 it was midnight on the Saturday night. My birthday was on Sunday. And then he played, he played them all through the thing. And then he played. Uh, so he got me one from Chris Statlander. Uh, yes. who who not only says my name in the video, but also says that I am an alien just like her. And wow. I've probably watched that one back the most times, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, uh, nope, I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. Uh, but there, Cameo is such a funny thing. What an amazing thing that you can like do that. So thank you, John, for getting Dominic yeah. Dijakovic, of all people. <laughs> The reason I found out, I listened to the New Day's podcast, and Biggie is always, like, promoting his cameo cameo. I'm like, let me just check it out. So I go on it, and there's, like, some crazy prices on there. Like, Alexa Bliss is, like, $400. Well, Kevin did you Owens- see Did you see this Alexa Bliss one that came yeah. out today? So Alexa- Cameo gone wrong, yeah. Alexa Bliss, some dude paid her $400 so that he, he could just get her to ask her out. But then instead, she's like, yeah, I'm actually dating some other dude. Sorry. Jesus <laughs> $400. Well, I hope you didn't spend that on... I don't know no, how no, much... No. Not at all. It's yeah. The funny part is, I, I was looking for it. I'm like, who would be perfect? Of course, the first person I searched for is Kona Reeves. He's not on Cameo. So, Kona, please get on Cameo, just in time for <laughs> Davey's birthday. And then I'm searching, and I, I find Sunny Kiss. I'm like, oh, this, this is good. Um, so, I got Sunny Kiss, who, by the way, prices have skyrocketed on Sunny Kiss ever since the match with Cody Rhodes. Whoa. So, I got it, like, just in perfect time. Nice. So, I sent it to, um, to Sunny Kiss. It takes about a while, like a week or so. But as I'm, like, searching, I find... Dijakovic and I'm like oh my god oh my god so I do the one for Dijakovic and I swear to god I get it within like 45 minutes I'm like this guy must have had nothing to do like he just responded right away the best part about it is as you guys heard he does a whole high off thing and he butchers almost everybody's name I literally sent him a video of what to do and the correct pronunciations for up next for Brayden Your and, name. For John and he literally messed up all three of them and I'm just like this is so good. It coming came out better than I expected. Coming from a guy whose name is Dominic Dijakovic, like realistically, when we first saw his name, his name was like Dijak, Donovan Dijak, then yeah. Donovan Dijak to Dominic Dijakovic. He shouldn't be arguing about how to pronounce people's names. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I literally said, my name is John Cena, and he's like, Cena? Cena? John Cena? And I'm like, oh my God, this is great. It made it. Uh, it, made it- I don't know. Yeah, well, you can find these videos. If you want to watch them, what we're talking about, if you want to hear all of it, I just put a little clip in the beginning there. John, uh, you gave me one from Sunny Kiss and Dijakovic, and then there is one from Chris Statlander, the galaxy's favorite alien, all on the Facebook uh, page group. Sorry, the Facebook group, Up Next Podcast. Join the group there. Uh, they are posted there in all its glory, and it's so funny. Wow, what a what a crazy thing. So, yeah, that was uh, I got that for my birthday. It was awesome. Uh, I got to watch those after a full day. My my party, uh, uh, like birthdays to me, I don't care. I turned 29, whatever. I don't really, birthdays is a day for me to just uh, be able to kind of see some friends and just hang out and get lit. That's what I've done for the past few years. So it's it's COVID era, but I have a summer birthday. So I just threw like a, a party in the park. Christy Pitts in Toronto is a local spot and had friends come and go. 
White Claws were had. A lot of people gave me White Claws for my birthday, to be completely honest with you. They must listen to our show. Some of them are listeners. Uh, you know who and, didn't and, give you any White Claws? John Pollock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, John, someone needs to tell John Pollock from Post Wrestling that Boozer is a thing, uh, and I can help him out. There's also, uh, you know, it's not Stuber. That was a movie with Batista. There's a bunch of other ones. Duber for the dubs. Duber, yeah. There you go. There's all sorts. So you get like same day delivery on alcohol. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so well, here too, with like Grubhub, you can like order food and just include drinks, and they'll just you know bring it with your food. So yeah, that used to be like not legal in Canada, and they just allowed it because of like pandemic and restaurants kind of hurting these days but yeah uh my birthday was super chill people came and go got to hang out in the park listening to wrestling themes <laughs> listening to some judas it was like it was like 10 30 at night the, the 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 crowd was still going you know i was playing some playing some biggie and i'm playing some jay and then all of a sudden i just slide in judas because davy portman nice. dared me to and it worked it's my party i can play whatever i want to how it goes nice. uh, and then I got home lit off the white claws and our, our lo- we were coming home and our local uh, like cafe uh, which we kind of go to I mean there's a million coffee shops around us there was just this artwork sat outside their, their, their building but it, they've been closed for hours so I have some new artwork in the BD oh, some nice. paintings and stuff so, hey you gotta uh, be careful finding these haunted things because you have this chair who knows what this painting it's true from like ghostbusters can just pop out of it usually my roommate is the one who who finds random things and as i'm saying this i'm looking at two things in the house that are like just found on the street it's covid era too so you gotta like wipe them down lysol or whatever yeah. but now we have some artwork so not only did i get uh, white claws for my birthday but i also got uh artwork and stuff uh, i also i also finally got to try someone got me a friend of mine was so nice uh, i i mentioned once that i i'm in canada you can't get certain things here even though like weed is legal we don't have certain things that you can put your weed in but backwoods white russians nice. is the thing and someone got them imported for me and that was just the cherry on top to my to my saturday night birthday but uh yeah it was a lot of fun but the cameos were the highlight Obviously. Nice. Of course. Yeah, I, I got to, like, see who uh, adds cameos by the time. Dave. I think Davey's birthday is beginning of September. I got to see who uh, adds I don't know, man. Kyrie, Kyrie Sane's going to charge a lot of money. Oh, you're right. Kyrie's <laughs> going to jump on cameo now. She needs some income, right? So, yeah. <laughs> she needs to. I mean, who who would you want, John? Who would you Me pick? Me personally? Kona. I need Kona Reeves. Like, he there's, there's nobody, like, above him. Like, uh, Kona I'll Reeves. just slide Cameron Grimes. DM. Cameron Grimes would be another one. <laughs> If we get a Cameron Grimes, that would be great. Uh, yeah. Probably those two. I can't think of anybody else besides those two. Uh, I want Io Shirai and a Shotzi Blackheart cameo. Shotzi, Just if anyone Shotzi is wondering, nice. uh, if anyone is wondering, that's what I want. <laughs> yeah, I think I searched for Shotzi. She wasn't on there either. The WWE guys are like ex- crazy expensive. I mean, they of should course. be. Yeah. But then you have some people that like MJF is five hundred dollars, and I understand why because it's, it's a gimmick. gimmick. You know, yeah. But five hundred dollars, like, are you gonna pay for that? Like, I don't know. Me personally, I don't think I could. Unless it's like a meet and greet and I get a signature and all those photos and all that. But just for like a shout out, I wouldn't pay like that even close to that amount. I mean, yeah, he's totally being a heel there and just kind of just charging what's going along around with the character. But I, I feel like it's an easy buck. I've seen the, the Tiger King Carol Baskin's uh, cameos. She's ridiculous. Yeah, everybody's on there. You got Chevy Chase is on there. You have um, wow. so many like different actors and musicians are on there. I'm going to get on there. 
Yeah, for sure. My goal. A, One day I'm going to get on Cameo. <laughs> yeah, but if you become a world champion, you get your own personalized video to you anyway. That's a this Cameo, is, right? This is true. This is true. I've already been doing those. I mean, we got Johnny Gargano for our TakeOver tailgate last year, and that wasn't Cameo. He was just like a really nice dude and, and sent us a video. We told him that we were obsessed with his certain match, and he was like, yeah, I got the... The plaque on my on my wall. So he sent us a video for our takeover tailgate, which is great. But uh, yeah, great idea, cameo, and what a great birthday gift. I loved it. I loved it. Uh, so how are you, good sir? You uh, the third man. You are not in Canada, Toronto, where some people might think you are. You are a New Yorker. Yes, I'm in New York. Yes. Um, where we're staying safe, hopefully. Um, baseball started, so that's all kind of. <laughs> up. Uh, I only watch fake sports. Man. Fake sports yeah, only and sports that are actually happening. Essential. Just shut it yeah. down. You don't watch sports with cardboard cutouts and <laughs> fake sounds being in. I watch real fucking sports, dude. I watch yeah. dudes take other eyeballs out of other people's heads. That's what yeah, I do. Sport that never stopped. We didn't take a break. Just keep on going. Look, uh, Davey Portman isn't here, but I never miss a show. Wrestling is no days off, baby. No Absolutely. days off. Just like Braden Harrington. No days off. <laughs> no. <laughs> no days off, baby. Uh, yeah. So you're you're in New York. You've been hanging around during quarantine and all that stuff. But um, you, you've mentioned that you've kind of come on a few of our shows. But I know that you just launched your own podcast and talking about uh, taking eyeballs out of dudes in wrestling. Your show is all about horror movies. So please, yeah, uh, please, please, definitely quick plug what you got going on. Yeah, for sure. It's called Zombie Pod. Uh, me and my friend Jose, which who I've known pretty much almost all my life, um, we always kind of like talked about it, but we never did it. It was just like one of those things where it's like, let's just do it. And honestly, like not to like bl- you know blow your own horn or anything, but you guys are pretty much what caused it because just kind of going on these shows and kind of building up my confidence a little bit. Like you know what, it's something I could definitely do. It's fun. Um, it's just a commitment, but I could definitely do it. So I figured let's do something, but let's do it different. Let's not all be about wrestling, even though we both love wrestling. Let's like do something different so we figured we're both really into horror movies so let's just do horror everything whether it be video games wrestling comic books movies music whatever the case may be with a little horror element to it so our first episode is actually about wrestling coming off of the horror show it's all about old wrestlers new wrestlers that had horror gimmicks to them which ones were scary which ones were terrible um some ideas that we had just pretty much just wrestling talk all in general but with the horror element to it um next week we're gonna do horror in hip-hop so we're gonna do a lot of musicians like nice. diggers uh, Tech Nine, things like that, the whole horrorcore element to it. We're not always Hollywood Undead. Yeah, that's another name that was does brought up to me as well. <laughs> who else are uh, who else is a horror hip hop? Because like I know there's a there's yeah. a lot. D Detroit would know uh, this name called Esham, who was a came around the time of like D twelve, kind of what inspired D twelve and sure. Eminem. Yeah. They have a, Detroit has a lot of like underground. I mean um, Eminem as well. He Eminem drew, himself, yeah. yeah. Slim Shady, he wears the the Jason mask and everything, right? His alter ego with the chainsaw. Uh, yeah, the, well, the, the video yeah. that you showed me today with a uh, straight out of uh, what is it, straight out yeah, of Spring straight out of the... yeah, the horror movie remake of Straight Out of Compton was that was some funny stuff. Uh, yeah, so, like yeah, so you you do like different. I'm imagining every episode you mix in different things with, that crosses with the horror. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, there's so much to talk about. It's not like always going to be 100% horror to it, but that's going to be like the main basis of it. So yeah, first podcast just dropped this week. It's going to be up every Tuesday. Um, search for Zombie Pod on all your you know, Stitcher, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. It's Z-O-M-B-I-P-O-D, so no E. Uh, search it up. Give a like, subscribe, listen, any comments. We're going to have definitely guests in the future, um, but it's fun, man. It's 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 definitely something that's very... um. 
what's the word I'm looking for? It's really like relieving and stress relieving to kind of talk. It's like a hey, you know, verbal diary in a way. Of I'm course. sure you know all about that. Yeah, why do you think I do this stuff? I, someone the other day asked me what I do uh, at the I, – <laughs> I didn't say what I actually did on my birthday as well. I may or may not have gone to a, a clothing optional beach for my birthday, okay. which was nice. interesting. For the record, I kept my trunks on. I kind of moved away. <laughs> there was a lot of things in the air swinging. There was a lot of just music going. But uh, I got on the topic with someone who they were in bikinis. Uh, and I, I got on the topic with, about uh, like podcasting and stuff. And they were like, oh, it sounds like it's such a... a uh, like a stress reliever and you can like talk right. and talk. Now, obviously I do a show, but it's about wrestling. It's super freaking nerdy, but um, just being able to like, like talk and, and talk about yeah. stuff you like is, is, is really great. Now I'm not saying everyone, you know, go out and, and start a podcast and stuff, but even just listening to that, this is why I think people like listening to, to us. NXT is really, really niche. It's wrestling. But it's a show that's like not raw or, or the pay-per-views and stuff. So you got to kind of know wrestling to kind of know NXT. So it's really niche. So that's why we're your NXT friends. Because like we want to be that person you can talk to. I, the, the biggest compliment, and I get this a lot, is um, people say that, Hey, Brayden, I like listening to you because you are like you and Davey or whoever you have on is like listening to a conversation of friends. And it's like I'm there with you. And you are. Friends, you are. Uh, so yeah, yeah I've listened to. I listen. Yeah, it's, it's funny you say that. Like some people that listen to that that I went to school with like years ago, they said the same thing. It's like, oh, I feel like I'm in the room with you guys, just yeah. hanging out like at lunch break, and I'm like, that's exactly what we were aiming for. That hangout feel to it. At the same time, learning about something. So. Well, I listened fun, to right? it, and you were. I didn't finish it yet because I only was trying to listen to it today. But I heard you talking about all the. Obviously, the Undertaker is like the biggest one in in horror and wrestling and stuff. But even uh, so, up to the 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 horror show. That happened last was it last week or so? Which they could have done such a uh, such a good job. I think I mentioned I ordered some Amazon movies Blu-rays that came like the thing, and I ordered I, f- I ordered a, a like a welcome mat with all these horror movie yeah, posters didn't on. Didn't you order stuff. that like? I ordered it ago? May third. May third. I've, I've been hearing about this this welcome mat on like every podcast this quarantine started. It's because <laughs> I I never order things online, and now I do because Amazon Prime, but. Man, it finally came like the day after my birthday. So clearly, it was it knew they knew it was my birthday. But uh, I've been all in all up in the the horror movie kick. So Zombie Pod is where you can find it. Z, yep. Z, Z sorry, I'm Canadian. Z O M B I Pod with John yep. Cena. Follow Excellent. us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. Uh, now, before we do get into some NXT talk, I have to promote my podcasts that are on the Patreon. Because we did a show last week. It actually came out on Sunday, on my birthday. Um, this may ha- this may be the best show ever. I don't toot my own horn a lot. But damn it, patreon.com slash up next for $5 a month, North American Championship tier. You get all the podcasts. You get was next. You get best match ever. We did a best match ever, Terry Funk. I totally nerded out. We watched some fucked up ECW matches, some old school Terry Funk. It was crazy. Me and Davey dissect, rate, and pick which matches we loved. That was great. That's not the show I want to talk about. The show (laughs) I want to talk about, which I think is straight up already worth more than $5. But you get all the shows, past catalog, all that. But the show I'm talking about is an episode of Up Yours, where World Champ patrons get to pick something, they come on and talk about it. Well, World Champ patron and close friend of the show post-wrestling zone, Wei Ting chose a movie so controversial, so uh, 
polarizing. We needed to do a podcast on it. In fact, he's been asking his co-host for years to do a show, <laughs> and he's refused. So he's picked it as his choice for Up Yours. So join myself and Davey Portman and Wei Ting chatting all about Tom Green in Freddy Got Fingered. Uh, again, not related to wrestling, but holy shit, maybe the funniest show we've ever done on the Patreon. Hands down, I have to say. Yeah. It definitely was the perfect way to end uh, the extreme month here at Up Next. I never saw the movie till before this. I'm like, let me just pop it on. I thought I had seen it. As soon as it started, I knew for sure I didn't see it because I would have remembered it. But just listen to the review and listen to way like recap certain scenes. And of course, Brandon from New Jersey goes and like cuts it right away. And I'm yes. like, every time I hear Brandon do that, I'm like, whenever I'm on this podcast, I got to be careful what I say because if I say something really stupid, he's gonna go ahead and cut it and edit it and make it seem like totally out of context. Yes. But just hearing him describe like his girlfriend and like. The whole scene. I'm not going to repeat it. You got to pay yep. five bucks for that. Yeah. But um, it was great. Just that <laughs> review was just awesome. And, and so hopefully home- one day John John Pollock can can watch the movie and give his thoughts as well. They'll do a review already. one day with Way and John. One day, but Way's yes. already got it out of his system. Finally, he says he's been waiting years, years to ta- to chat about Tom Green. And I know Way <laughs> loved it. You could just hear in Way's voice when he was just super happy and loved it. Uh, we had so much so much fun doing that show. Uh, Freddie Got Fingered, Tom Green. It is a ridiculous movie. Go watch it and then listen to our review. Uh, but yes, we had an extreme month. We chatted about ECW. We chatted about extreme moments. Just some crazy stuff. It was so much fun. And uh, podcasting is what I love to do. And uh, it's the end of the month. So extreme month is coming to an end. But we have uh, August coming up. And in August, we're kind of basing it around the summer because it's summertime. So be- best, best match ever summer, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't name you one Summer Ray, but I just love Summer Ray. Vote for Summer. Yes. yes. Um, so in the month of August, we have some stuff coming up, including like a SummerSlam, Watch Along, and Post Show. Also, TakeOver we will be doing, but that'll be on this free feed, of course, for you guys. But um, we have some other stuff, including we, we had a contest that we ran on the Facebook group and we asked you, we, we were thinking of doing some more retro pay-per-view because we did ECW Anarchy Rules and that was a lot of fun. So we are doing a, a pay-per-view review, SummerSlam 2005, uh, I picked because I think 2005 was the great. But everyone wants to go back and watch Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio in the ladder match for the custody of Dominic, obviously. Yeah. Because Dominic is, yeah, Dominic is involved with this SummerSlam. Exactly. His dad's eyeball on a, on a ladder match or something. Exactly. So we put up a poll last week to see what the second retro review. Now, we already did a SummerSlam, so we thought, what else happened in the summer? And people say, Braden and Davey, up next, you just don't cover enough WCW. So we decided. I, want, I wonder why. <laughs> we looked at. Hogwild, a.k.a. Roadwild, and we put up a poll on our Facebook group, Up Next group, and we put it to to you guys. Which pay-per-view do you think we should pick? Hogwild 96, Roadwild 98, Roadwild 97, or Roadwild 99? Well, I just read the results. Hogwild 1996 is the winner. We will be reviewing that this month on the Patreon as well, which features uh, Hogan versus the Giant, Ric Flair versus Eddie, Malenko, Benoit, so many more. So that will be added as well. But 
patreon.com slash up next uh, the whole past month. When you sign up, you get everything that's already in the back catalog with all the crazy shows we've done. So looking for that. And I believe we're doing a best match ever SummerSlam main events in August as well. So that's a quick little flash forward of what you might see coming up in the future here at up next and the Patreon, as well as was next where we go back and look at it's crazy how we go back and look at all the old NXT. John, you will be joining me again, a double dose of Sino tomorrow on the Patreon um, for was next where we look at Big E who's on a run in the WWE right now, which is yeah, crazy. It's kind of, it's kind of surreal how like now he's kind of back to where he was when we saw him in 2012. Will he bring back the five count? That's, I hope so. Yeah. And, and get rid of that really bad finishing move. Am I the only yes. one who hates the big ending? It sucks. No, I've heard I've heard multiple complaints. About <laughs> All right, it. So I'm not crazy. Wrestlers have complained about it being like the the easiest move to take. It feels like you're falling on a pillow. Like I don't know if they would that. complain about it, but not the... complain about it, but they definitely probably enjoy. But from a fan, it's like, what is this? Like it doesn't hurt at all. Yeah, uh, I love Big E, but I think he I think he can be a huge star and a big uh, a main eventer, a champion, all that. But he needs a new move. Definitely. But all those shows, all that stuff, patreon.com slash up next is where you can find us. And hey, join us on Twitter as well at up next podcast. But all right, we've been chatting. I think it's time to talk about what we're here to talk about. And that is NXT from July 29th, 2020. And it starts off with the classic Jim Johnston you came to me in a dream last night. The end is here. Now that's going to be clipped for something. Please don't. Um, <laughs> it's a recap of Keith Lee and Karrion Cross and kind of what happened last week with my favorite wrestler, Dominic Dijakovic, my boy, my buddy, my pal, who got his ass handed to him. And basically Keith Lee didn't step in, but he wanted to, which allowed Cross to kind of fuck him up and get the upper hand, get inside Keith Lee's head rent-free. So we'll hear from Keith Lee later tonight. But we start with uh, a match. They're trying to get that demo war win, you know? <laughs> Is that, I oh, think yeah. They were, they were promoting this this whole uh, show, like, really heavily today on Twitter. They were, like, promoting every single match. They kept announcing matches, like, one after another, like, every hour. It's not, like, the usual that they usually do. So you can tell they're definitely trying some different tactics as far as pushing the show tonight. Well, they pushed Io Shirai and Tegan Knox versus Dakota Kai and Candice LeRae starting off. And Io Shirai comes out the NXT Women's Champion, but she is attacked instantly by Dakota Kai. Not quite like how she was attacked a few weeks ago with that flying boot to the face, but attacked in the entrance. But Tegan comes out for the save. It, all four are just brawling, but they get into the ring and the match is officially starting. Candice LeRae and Tegan Knox start off and they're like technical wrestling going back and forth. It's pretty awesome. Pretty like chain wrestling type maneuvers from both of them but then Kai and Shirai tag in that rhymed um, they come in and every time Dakota Kai thinks she's getting the offense Shirai outsmarts her outstrengths her is just faster stronger harder better faster hits a tiger faint like move and then into like this arm drag and Kai just keeps getting pissed off and eventually tags in Loray there's uh, like the full Nelson Lotus Lock. Uh, Candice and Kai are then double teaming EO. Tegan gets thrown into the steps at one point. There's pump kicks. Um, there's uh, Shirai who finally comes comes in after this like headbutt collision from Kai and um, from Kai and Tegan 
where she she just drop kicks everyone. There's the Shote palm strike on Larray, flying drop kicks. Uh, there's throat thrust. She sets up Dakota Kai. Remember when Alberto Del Rio used to do this move? Now a lot of, a lot of people do this move, but someone's in the tree of woe, and then they yep. usually like climb back up. Del Rio used to do it, and it looks so lame when he would do it. But here you have. Io Shirai, this badass who's just killing Dakota and then flies at her with this stomp upside down. The trio woe, insane, just killing her. Dakota Kai somehow kicks out with like a bridge somehow, but that looked like it would have, it should have been like the finish. Um, she just barely, she's barely alive and tags in Larray, who then eats a tiger faint kick, the bullet train knee attack in the corner, the speed demon. Then there's a, a tope to Dakota. She's on fire. The shiniest wizard. And then the moonsault from Io. And Io Shirai and Tegan Knox win this match. And uh, Dakota Kai is kind of... She she scoured away. She's not mad because she didn't get pinned. She's kind of got this look on her face like, this isn't over. But uh, a fun a fun match to start here. I, I think it made Io Shirai look really strong. It just kind of sucks that one of these people had to take the pin, and it was Candice. Yeah, the commentators, they definitely brought up attention to the fact that like uh, Dakota Kai abandoned Candice, so it's not something that just happened. Like They definitely brought attention to it. Yeah. Um, also, at one point, like Tegan was kind of like not showing heel tactics, but she was kind of like cheating in a way. Like I think she came in like when the tag wasn't made, and the, the announcers brought that to attention also, how like you know Tegan went behind the referee's back and did this and did that. Um, I love the matchup, the fact that it was two teams that broke up, because you remember Eel turned on Candice, and then Dakota turned on Tegan, and right. now it's like the roles are reversed, and like Eel's the baby face, and Candice is the heel. And I like how they kind of like oppose each other two former tag teams basically just watching this mass and paint maybe like the fact that i was doing this show tonight i paid a little bit more attention to eo but her moves are so beautiful like she did like a ba- uh, a basement drop kick she did like the double knees transition into the dive outside and then the moonsault at the end after the shiniest wizard by tegan like everything about her is so smooth like she's like overall wrestlers like not counting female male anything just she's in the top top she is like at all like, she really is I-, I i agree there's this spot where she she's Hitting like the the six one nine the the bullet train knees and then she's like just runs and flies out of the ring and lands on Dakota who yep. she wasn't even fighting and and it just pops you you're like whoa what the hell uh, just crazy she is super impressive she got to really shine in this match they all kind of got their stuff in but to me this was to make Io the story with Dakota and Io kind of go forward and yeah Io Io Shirai is very exciting to watch um where, is she on cameo what's going on. <laughs> no, no, not. that's another one I searched up. Uh, yeah, but you know, hopefully after this plug on Dajakovic, he's probably backstage telling everybody, "Hey, uh, listen, you got to get on uh, you know, these up next guys, these up NXT guys," as he called us. Yeah, they, uh, they love cameos. You guys got to get on there. Yeah, uh, I I really like this. This was a lot of fun, but it just kind of progresses the story of of EO and Shira, uh, and EO and Dakota, which we'll get to. But we have a recap. Have you seen this? Have you have you? Have you been in any wrestling chat rooms, Twitter, groups, whatever, where you had one friend who was like, yo, this isn't a work? Well, guess Mm -hmm. what, guys? It was. Adam Cole and Pat McPhee. Yeah, it is a work. Come on. Of course it's a work. Um, But hey, good job from Adam Cole. If they made you believe this this wasn't a work, then then, hey, they they did a good job. Um, But Adam Cole freaked out on Pat's show. Basically said, fuck you, Pat. Eat shit. All while his dog was so chill. This yeah. dog <laughs> didn't move. <laughs> That's what I got out of this whole thing. When everyone was watching, is this a work? I was like, no. As soon as the video is viral, you know it's a work. But 
this dog, Pat's dog, is just in this like radio studio podcast studio, just like chilling. It's like, yeah, whatever. His dog is probably used to. It. He probably sees like Adam Cole and Britt Baker, like you know, practicing moves back, you know, out in the backyard. And he's like, ah, oh, they're just doing the wrestling thing. <laughs> well, isn't it Pat's dog? It would be Pat's What's dog. Oh, Pat's dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right, Pat's dog. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of. I'm thinking Adam Cole. You're right, Pat's dog. It's just Pat's dog. He's used to people. He's, he's used to it too. He's used to all the wrestlers coming. He's out. just as lit as Pat is. I don't know. His, his dog doesn't have matching <laughs> shorts though. Uh, no. So the recap here basically tells me that Adam Cole is tired of. Well, first of all, tired of being called small because Pat McPhee just calls him small. No wonder Adam Cole freaked out. It shows yeah. a recap of Triple H kind of trying to defuse the situation a few days later. Which okay, so where is this going? Because I went on Twitter instantly and was like. Hey, th- does this mean Adam Cole is fighting Pat McPhee? Is it Pat McPhee? I keep saying that. Pat uh, McAfee. McAfee. I keep saying McPhee. I'm just an idiot, but th- th- that sounds funnier. Um, Pat McAfee versus Adam Cole at TakeOver is kind of what I imagine for some reason. Like, I don't want to see it, but sure. But then we have this, like, Triple H thing come coming in here. I don't know. What do you make of all this, John? Yeah, before like they get on the show later on, but as this happened, this little Triple H thing, I was talking to Jose, who I do the zombie pod with. We were kind of discussing a little bit. We're like, "What do you think this is going?" And um, he brought up maybe DX is getting involved. You know, the four guys <laughs> in Undisputed Era. There's four guys in DX if you count you know, Shawn Michaels, Roll Dog, X Fox, and Triple H, and have maybe Pat in the corner or something, and do like a cinematic style match because obviously Shawn Michaels is never gonna have a real match again. Oh why not do God. DX and Undisputed Era at SummerSlam? What? This that sounds so ridiculous that it's something they probably would probably do. Will do. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a good way to introduce them to the main brand, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Do you? I would rather just see. I mean, Sean isn't wrestling ever, but people always say Sean should fight Adam Cole or Gargano or Styles. Those are the three guys that. Well, if you do like the cinematic style, you could have like those isolated moments where it's like Sean and Adam Cole are face to face, and you have like Real Dog and X Pac in a corner with uh, Fish (laughs) O'Reilly. Hey, who else would you have? I mean, you can't have Billy Gunn. I just really don't want to see Road Dog. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I don't want that. Uh, Undisputed Era versus DX. Let us know if that's something you think is going to happen. What is going to happen? Is it going to be here first? So. Yeah. <laughs> At up next podcast on Twitter. Let us know what you think. Is that happening? Because I just think it's Cole versus Pat. But then what we get but, later, I, we might not. Know, like, does he have any? I mean, has he trained as a wrestler? Like, has he performed at the performance center? I don't even know. Like, what his deal is? Has He's he a tra- big guy. He could yeah. definitely try. He's bigger than Adam Cole. Yeah, <laughs> and he You're called small. he called him small. <laughs> he got so mad. It was a shoot, brother. He wor- yeah. he worked his way into his shoot. Damn. He's breaking the equipment. He pushed like his uh his uh guy. He pushed shows, his- like pushed him and he apologized. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. I thought it was real. People were hitting me up that don't watch wrestling. Like, who's this Adam Cole guy? And it's like, uh, maybn't it's real. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I well, like that dog though. That dog was cool as a cucumber. He was chilling. He's like, I don't care. No wrestlers re- getting mad at my boy Pat. He- I'm sitting here enjoying my day. Uh, we go to our next match. Now, this was a match that they did hype. You said that they were, like, adding things on Twitter and stuff like that on the socials. This is a match they promoted. Uh, we kind of saw it coming. This is kind of a, I, I don't want to say dream match, because, of course, these guys have tied it up before. But I'll say it's a dream match, because it's happening here in a singles match on NXT TV on a Wednesday night. Wednesdays are for the boys, and the boys are about to wrestle. Johnny Gargano versus Roderick Strong. My oh my, my yeah. Oh they my. mentioned this was like the second time they wrestled. I think their first match was back in April 2019, but they've obviously wrestled in PWG and a couple other places. But yeah, I thought they're gonna save this for Takeover. So when I heard this match was announced, I'm like, okay, it's gonna be like a fuck finish or something's gonna happen. But no, it looks like 
legit had the match. So it was a match. So Gargano and Roddy were both in that triple threat last week where we saw Bronson Reed take the W, made a fool of both of these guys, ran through them and take his spot in the the ladder match at TakeOver. And these two had a spat on Twitter. I love how Roderick Strong just calls everyone dorks now. Yes. You just, you're a dork. You're a dork. Um hilarious so johnny and, and roddy had some twitter words and regal made the match and it, here it is now now both of these guys um i would say are on the smaller side of wrestlers but to me these are my two two of my top favorite wrestlers like ever if you listen to me on this show gargano i think is one of the most is the one of the greatest wrestlers uh wrestling today um i know a lot of people have mixed feelings for him but honestly uh if he were in a video game, he'd be ranked really high because he's well-rounded in everything. And I love the heel character he's got going on. But then we have Roddy, who I, again, think is one of the best professional wrestlers ever. But a lot of people don't like his his in-ring style or uh, his, his, sorry, his his mic work or his promo work or his character, essentially. But I think I think him calling people dorks is hilarious because it makes <laughs> kind of him look like a dork, but he does it on purpose. Yeah, he's like a dork himself. He At one point, he had Gargano like in a move or something. And yes, he's like in the movie, he's like, dork, like he's on the dork. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing the wrestling move it's like you guys are like fake fighting right yeah now. It's, it's, it's hilarious it's so funny uh so this match starts off johnny and roddy they're both t- like technical wizards wrestling geniuses if you will uh it's back and forth they're rolling around roddy's yelling at him come on johnny wrestling and they're literally wrestling like like amateur style wrestling they're shoot wrestling they're going Counter for counter for every move here. We see Gargano early on go for the Gargano escape. It's rolled out. We see the stronghold back and forth. Uh, and it, Morrow is like losing his mind in the first opening seconds of this match. He's like, this is NXT. This is wrestling. Holy shit. All that stuff. Um, <laughs> this is when Roddy then calls him a dork. I'm, I'm pretty sure he says you're small as well to uh, Johnny Gargano. <laughs> Don't have Pat McAfee show up and call everybody. You're <laughs> gonna come on the show and call pretty much the entire roster small. Yeah, if he shows up. This is this isn't 205 live. Uh, <laughs> again, both guys are like going for moves within moves and counters within counters. I can't even like type down half the stuff they were doing. It was just so fast and so textbook, just awesome. I I absolutely was sucked into this right away. Um, Johnny eventually drops Roddy on the outside with this like swinging arm wrench. And then they go to commercial break. But when they come back, again, going move for move, Roddy hits this backbreaker on Gargano, just crushing him. Gargano kicks out, but instantly tries to fight back, goes for the slingshot spear. And that gets caught into yet another pendulum backbreaker from Roddy for a two count. Now, that one looked like it really hurt the lower back. Um, Johnny somehow fights back with this like flying top rope spinning flatliner for a two count on Roddy. Then there's like a satellite roll through into the Gargano escape. Roddy counters that into the stronghold. It's counter for counter for counter. Roddy kicks Johnny in the jaw. He comes back with an enzigiri. There's knees. There's counters to counters of counters. Like, I don't even know how to... These guys should wrestle for an hour straight, and the whole world could learn so much from these two. Uh, There's a crazy spot where... Strong goes for the Gibson special, which is the fireman carrying to the double knees. And that's countered mid-move into a Huracan Rana, then a super kick. Then somehow, Roddy's on the outside. Johnny throws Roddy headfirst into the ring post, pulls him back into the ring, hits the slingshot final beat DDT, and Gargano pins Roddy. Wow, what a match. My body wasn't ready for this. 
Give them a takeover match. Give them two hours full to just wrestle. Uh, I didn't get quite enough, but this was this is what I needed on NXT for the past little while. Was just two dudes who actually know how to wrestle and are at the top of their game and just go out and kill it. This was my match of the night. This was fantastic. You could turn the show off after this. No, for sure. Like <laughs> I wasn't expecting this. I thought it was going to be like a red herring to an actual takeover match, but maybe chance plans change and they went ahead with the match but like you said put this match on at the performance center for an hour have them watch and take notes they can learn so much from this match at one point uh Mauro was like talking to Tommy's like we're supposed to be play by play guys but we can't even like comprehend what's going on it was too so fast. Much stuff is happening right now it feels um, yeah it was one, fast oh it, it was at one point like they went to the outside of the ring and obviously the outside of the ring is a lot smaller now because you have like the plexiglass and if you go back and watch it in that small little space Gargano was doing so much to like um Roderick Strong's arm just in a small space he was just like wrestling like, how do you do that like yeah. like he Johnny, Johnny they call Johnny the wrestling genius which we all know is uh Cassius Ono but honestly if there's anybody that can take that title it's definitely Johnny Gargano yeah it's it was pretty crazy it was like it just showed that man why don't we just isn't this show supposed to be wrestling I know you know there's the argument it's sports entertainment but like NXT was the wrestling show and sometimes I feel like it's it loses that sometimes but like both of these guys are actual amazing wrestlers. Roderick Strong, I will always say, he's the workhorse of NXT. He was the guy for so long for the past few years where you needed a hot TV match and you'd throw him into that, that and he, he delivers. And, and same with Gargano. Whether he's a heel or babyface, it doesn't bother me. Uh, he will eventually be a bigger babyface once again in the world of pro wrestling. I know it. I've seen it. He, he, he's, it's there. Um, size does not, does not matter in the world of pro wrestling. And I, I think it's, I think it showed here. These guys are, this was so much fun to watch and it's still only like wet your whistle a little bit. You still, right. like, you're like, ah, oh, I want to see this again, but I know it's, we're probably not going to. But. Yeah, what was interesting about the match was these two heels were fighting each other, but the crowd, I feel like, was cheering a little bit more. To the quote-unquote crowd. <laughs> yeah, the crowd. Yeah. Well, that's, a, that's the funny part, because yeah. they're obviously probably being told who to cheer and who not to cheer. So the fact that they were kind of going a little bit more towards Roderick Strong maybe set up what we saw later on. Like, just sure. a theory, I feel like they, they might be turning, or maybe sure. they already did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I like, also, like... The, the gimmick here is the Johnny Gargano way. Ever since he's turned heel, he's different. He does things different. And the finish is like, fuck you, Roddy. Head first into the post, DDT, and it's over. Whereas the old Johnny would not do that, right? So right. Uh, I love this. This was this was definitely the match of the night. Uh, I mean, it, this was no takeover match, but like, I wish these guys got a takeover match now just because we should be seeing more of this. This is what I want to see on Wednesday nights, and it's it's exactly this. The, these guys killed it. Uh, I, I love this. Uh, love me some Roderick Strong. Love it. Um, I didn't do uh, an NXT um, dinner tonight because my, my roommate was away. Um, it was my turn to, to cook this week, and we do the NXT. We've just been barbecuing a lot. So uh, I, ordered, I ordered NXT uh, up next takeout, <laughs> and I got me some, uh, some, some pho. Some pho, however people want to say it. I know people will be like, oh, it's pho or it's pho. I don't care. Whatever you want to call it. But I thought of the, the name would be Johnny Garganfa. Or no, Johnny Garganfo. I already fucked up my own pun. <laughs> Garganfo? Yeah, that Garganfo. works. That, that's what I had. Johnny Garganfo or Foderick Strong. <laughs> I don't know, man. Hey, either one. All I know is I wrote down Johnny Garganfo like an hour, two hours ago, and I fucked up the pun on my own show, so there's I don't, that. I don't think I've had pho before. What is it like in a what? short description? I don't, maybe I did. I just don't like remember if I did. What is it exactly? Okay, so P-H-O is like the, the, word, the word I'm talking about, uh, however you want to just say it. But 
Yeah, it's like a Vietnamese soup. You got the rice noodles in it. The broth is like a like a hot beef broth, beef broth, really salty. And sometimes you put like you, some people put cooked meat in it and stuff. But you can put like slices, thin slices of rare beef, and like okay. the hot water and the noodles and the like. There's different uh, like leaves and and bean sprouts and stuff. It cooks it almost like just to the right okay. temperature. Oh man. Definitely. I, gotta try. I, don't, I don't have too many Vietnamese spots around me. I got to go deep into New York City, which I kind of don't want to do right now. But eventually, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get it. I'm obsessed with with pho or pho and banh mi, like which is Vietnamese like little sandwiches and subs. Okay, man, those will change your life. Uh, I we don't live too far from like Chinatown here in Toronto, and I I bike down there once a week and get me a banh mi, and it's it's a game changer. To be completely honest, it is nice. I got to try it out. Welcome to our food review portion of the podcast uh up next here so johnny gargano uh wins against roderick strong and like you said we will get to maybe why that was but dakota kai is backstage with Mackenzie mitchell who's all over the show tonight dakota says look it doesn't matter i wasn't pinned tonight candace lost yada 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 i'm over triple threats and four ways and tags and yada yada i don't care i'm the number one contender i want shirai i want the women's title. And in comes Rhea Ripley with really blonde hair. Really blonde yeah. hair. Blondie. Yeah, I, I didn't recognize her at first. I mean, if she likes it, I, I personally am not a fan. I liked how she looked before, but it'll, it'll grow on me, I think, if she keeps it. Yeah, do your hair however you want. Uh, it's Rip- her hair. <laughs> Who am I to say? Ripley comes in and she says, hold on a minute, mate. I don't care uh, if you're not a team player. I, I don't care about you, Dakota. You say you're next for Io Shirai, but you're forgetting that Io is mine, and I'll go through anyone. So Rhea Ripley's like, hey, hold on a second. I'm, I'm still here. I'm still a thing, and I want to fight, too. Uh, and yeah. in her best Mean Girls fashion, Dakota gives her the stink eye, walks off, and says, I'm going to talk to William Regal. And they both kept saying mate to each other, New Zealand, Australia, both of them. Yeah, she kept calling Mackenzie Mac. So she's like, hey, Mac, listen up, mate, Mac. And I'm just like, <laughs> you know, it's weird about Rhea Ripley. I feel like management doesn't know what to do with her because I feel like we see her and then she disappears for a couple of weeks. You totally forget about her. And then she just randomly pops back up. So I don't know if they're thinking about moving her to Raw or SmackDown. Then they change their mind. But I feel like she's kind of caught in this limbo. And now all of a sudden she's back in the title picture. It's just a little weird to me. Yeah, I don't know what where where Rhea Ripley is going. I, I, I'll I'm interested to kind of see this match. I think it could be pretty good. But in my opinion, I would like I would like to see Dakota Kai go for uh, Io Shirai's title, and I do think that's the direction we're going. But we got three weeks left till Takeover, so we can add some story, add some stakes to this number one contender. Didn't she already win a number one contender's match? I feel I like she did. Yeah, I feel like, like all she of a did. She has to get it back. Like it's just weird. Like oh, what, didn't no sorry. Do Tegan won. It was Tegan, okay. Yeah, it was Sorry, Tegan. Maybe I'm getting confused. But it feels like it's been a while. Yeah, they've so. definitely been pushing her for a while. What happened to um, Raquel Gonzalez? I feel like we haven't seen her in a while. It's just kind of been Dakota on her own. Yeah, Dakota even mentioned that, like, I'm not a team player anymore. Like, I don't have friends. So it's like, yeah, mm. where's your where's your friend? You just had a friend, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> friends. We have Timothy Thatcher, who's backstage. He's talking about his triple threat match in the main event tonight. The winner of that will go on to face, uh, sorry, to go to be added to the takeover ladder match. Um, and Thatcher has to face Loomis and Balor. He says, tonight, two men will be schooled in Thatcher's thatch can. And goes on about how he really wants to dislocate Finn Balor's kneecap. 
So uh, I really like that. I like how someone's like, will tell you what they're going to do to you. Like, not like, I'm going to fuck you up, man. I'm going to beat him to a pulp. I'm going to smash him. No, no. I'm going to dislocate your kneecap because that's what I'm going to do. That's Hey, what... if, I, if I'm at a bar and I'm about to get into a fight with somebody, and he's like, listen, I'm going to dislocate your kneecap. I'm probably going to leave because this guy You're knows like, what he's doing. All right. he, knows, he knows how to do it. I'm not going to get involved with it. It's true. You're like, oh, okay. You're not just putting your fists up to like punch me. Like, no, you say you're going to dislocate my kneecap, which means you know how to do that. <laughs> hey, did you catch Dexter Loomis creeping in the background? A he was totally he creeping. He's like, I don't care about Loomis. He can look at me all he wants and doesn't realize that Loomis... She did it a couple times in the night. At one point, like Finn Balor's like warming up, and you just see like his eyes in the background. I feel like it's like a drinking game. Like whenever you see Loomis a cameo, just go ahead and take a drink. So if you, the the NXT speaking of, speaking of Dexter Loomis is on cameo. Ah, what does he do? Just I, stare at you? I because you can like watch some previews of their videos before they do it. And his like this one video, he's like walking without a shirt in the middle of the street, like during the daytime, and it's like dark outside and it's like thunders so as he's talking he's like ah oh, the perfect atmosphere it's like lightning and thunder is behind him i'm like oh my god so dexter might be a future cameo appearance oh i i love it uh i love it. I, it's yeah that's part of the the nxt drinking game every time dexter loomis is just creeping on someone he's just he's tlc he's creeping uh so that's the main event tonight the triple threat we have roderick strong who's backstage with adam cole and Bobby Fish, the Undisputed Era, and Roddy is fuming. He's livid after losing to Johnny. Cole is trying to give him a pep talk, but he's kind of like, yo, what the fuck? It's Johnny. It's just Johnny. Why didn't you beat Johnny? And Fish is like, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's fine. And look who walks in. Guys, are you ready? It's the official return of Cool Kyle. Yes. Looking cooler than ever, man. Looking way cool. cool. With the hair in the back and the hair spiking in the front. The nice fresh beard. I'm like, oh, this is cool Kyle to a 10 right now. Cool Kyle 2.0. Kyle O'Reilly is back on NXT. And he's got a haircut. He's got, he's got, he's looking like a star. Um, He's like, look, don't you know who we are? We're Undisputed Era. We change the freaking business. So let's change the business so kyle just gives them a pep talk and all of a sudden they're the they're the hottest thing in wrestling again yeah he like pushed all them he's like you're freaking roderick strong you're freaking adam cole you're freaking bobby fish we're here to change freaking business like he was just on a whole nother level like kyle was back with yeah it's he like he gets like really in their face like he's like pushing them around he's like come on come on guys like don't we don't we know who we are uh i love this because literally since quarantine pandemic era whatever you want to call it there has no there. There's been no Kyle except for those like weird vignette kind of videos, but maybe that's the key to them losing. There was never any Kyle, so now there Kyle's back. Kyle. Yeah. Uh, I think Kyle should be like pushes a single star too. Um, just saying, we did a, a best of the Super Juniors best match ever on the Patreon just last month, and uh, he was he was in that, and we watched some of those matches. Man, Kyle back in the day was a great single star as well. I know he's popular with the tag team, Red Dragon, Undisputed Era, but he could have some some stuff. And with this new look, he looked yeah. he looked ready, man. He looked good. Hey, if they need, if they, if, uh, if Adam Cole is too busy, you know, knocking down microphones on Pat McAfee's show, Kyle can just step in and be the leader. And then doesn't sure. Bobby Fish just end it like spot on? <laughs> Spot on, Kyle. Like spot, it's hilarious. Like spot that's on, my Kyle. favorite part is like when they leave for the they they stop the promo, but you still hear them talking in the background. You always hear like a little gem here or there. It's just out of nowhere. It's like spot on. Like spot they're on, the dorks. Kyle. They're they're the cool dorks. They're the cool dorks. Dork. 
dork. I'm going to steal that from Roddy. Just start calling people dorks. Up next is Shotzi Blackheart, who comes to the ring in a tank. Yeah. Welcome to the ball pit. She comes down. Hey, how do you feel about um, eating cigars? Oh my God! Yeah. Okay. Bring talk about this for a second. Bring people up to speed. Yeah, like there was a promo shot, like you know, Shotzi in her cool little red jacket in front of a bar, and she was cutting like her usual over the top um, promo on Mercedes. But then, like at the end, she takes a cigarette. Not, I mean, I'm sorry, a cigar. A cigar. Not even lit. Just takes it, puts it in her mouth, and then goes, and you just see like the the cigar residue on the tongue. But I'm just like, what was the point of this? Like, you're supposed to be a badass because she just like bit a cigar like i don't even know what that was but it was just so weird (laughs) (laughs) okay my take on this uh one thing i love i love cigars or blunts or anything that's lit and i can tell you as the look if anyone knows i i'm an expert on being lit and i can tell you that cigar did not look lit That was not lit. That was was not lit. lit. Uh, I love me some Shotzi. And I think if she were to uh, cut the promo while smoking the cigar and then doing it, we would be talking how awesome that was. But the, yeah, to end with that, it was like, they, oh. they, can't, they can't do that anymore. We used to have days where Sandman would come out. Remember when, when uh, the Big Show came out smoking a cigarette, cigarette like during WCW or something? <laughs> like, you, you don't see that anymore. But yeah, that would make definitely make it more badass with her with a nice cigar. But Or blunt. Yeah. Backwards <laughs> only. Uh, yeah, I, I love Shotzi, but that was really, it was kind of cringy. It was like, yeah. uh, I know what you're trying to do and it would be really cool, but like, I've, I know people that do that with their cigarettes when they're really lit at parties, but like you didn't even do it. You just, it was already out. There was no smoke coming from it. She don't no, want the smoke. Have, they could have added CGI or something. Uh. Like, look more cool, but it is what it is. Or edit it. Cause they like to do that on NXT sometimes. Well, Shotzi Blackheart versus Mercedes Martinez. Now I'm not sure if anyone knows, but Shotzi Blackheart ran over Robert Stone's foot with a tank twice. Yeah, so he wants some revenge, and Mercedes Martinez kind of showed up, she beat up Shotzi, and then later signed to Robert Stone brand, so he now, it's Robert Stone, Aaliyah, and Mercedes Martinez, who all come out together in their Robert Stone brand unit, and Shotzi is fired up, she's pissed off, she attacks Martinez in the beginning of this match, but Early on, just gets tossed to the outside where kind of Stone and, and Aaliyah kind of get involved here. Martinez does like a wheelbarrow face plant on the apron to Shotzi. Goes for a fisherman suplex, but it's blocked to an inside cradle from Shotzi Blackheart. But then it's only a two count. There's a sunset flip from Shotzi. The switchblade kick. Then the senton into the ropes. But Martinez comes back with a spine buster for a two count as Shotzi tries to fight back goes for a, a slice bread number two but that is blocked and Martinez just keeps clubbing her with that's just what it was just clubbing blows to like everything the chest the back everything and then off the top rope there's like a German suplex almost like in the video games they would call this the spider suplex where you German suplex someone off the top rope but your legs are still attached to the the post, so you can climb yourself kind of back up. She then picks up Shotzi and hits a air raid crash, and Mar- Mercedes Martinez pins Shotzi Blackheart. Robert Stonebrand gets a W. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of this. I mean, I think because it was Shotzi. I don't know what happened. Like they were pushing her for a little bit, but I feel like now they're kind of like 
you know, not so hot on her. And I understand making Mercedes look strong, but it's like, unless Shotzi's going to get her comeback win, like, what was the point of this? Just, I understand the whole Robert Stone brand and whatnot, um, but it just made Shotzi look weak. By the way, if you go and read, like, Shotzi and Robert Stone going back and forth on Twitter, it's, like, hilarious. <laughs> Robert Stone put up this this promo, something about, you know, I'm, I'm hungry, I want to win, I'm hungry. And then Shotzi re- responded back with, if you're hungry, go eat a sandwich or something. Like, why are you asking me? I'm your daddy. I'm not your mommy. Oh. Like, <laughs> hilarious. But as far as the match goes, like, I wish they would have picked somebody else for Mercedes to run over. But like I said, unless Shotzi gets a win back, then, you know, we'll see where this goes. Yeah, uh, Shotzi keeps being the, the fall girl. She keeps, yeah. she's, she's tank girl. She's tank girl, but she's fall girl. She keeps losing these matches. Uh, I, I really like Shotzi. I think there's definitely something there. I know people keep saying, this is NXT, it's developmental. I think in in like a year's time, Shotzi will be in a, in a way bigger position and, and spot than she is now. I just, I kind of see everything, uh, aside from her putting unlit cigars to her tongue, I think there's something that, like the, the look, the character, she's a pretty good wrestler. I like all her moves. They're really cool. This was just to get kind of Martinez with her her win kind of in her big debut kind of thing. But I'm interested in I, – I can't believe I'm saying it, and I think I say this every week. I'm interested in the Robert Stone story. It's just funny. He's delivering for me. Like it's not necessarily the wrestling portion of the show, but he's he's pretty funny. Uh, and I need to see to see Shotzi get her, her win back. Yeah, from I think she definitely Mercedes. needs that. We go to a vignette for uh, um, some guy who's grown up in Yorkshire, England. He says, you either go to jail or you fight your way out. I was in professional sport and they said I was too violent. Ask anyone I've been on the field with. And it reveals that this man talking is Ridge Holland. Is that correct? Yes, I'm one of the ten people that watched NXT UK, so I'm a little familiar with them. <laughs> Sorry, just uh, to make Holland sure I heard is basically ten people watch NXT. I'm one of the UK. ten people to listen to NXT UK, yeah. Uh, but I remember when they signed when they signed him, it was a pretty big deal because he was like a former rugby player. His real name is like Luke Menzies, and it was like a really big deal. Like he came from the rugby world and he's here to wrestle. He just started wrestling like in 2016, and I think he signed with WWE in 2018. So he's only been there for a couple like years or so. But he was on NXT UK for a little bit, just kind of like destroying people, like pretty much, you know, just winning over enhancement talent. And he's actually been in the crowd this whole time for the quarantine. He's the guy that's kind of been in the background with his arms crossed with, like, the English hat uh, on. That's him. Okay. So they somebody must have seen him and was like, hey, who's that guy? He, he looks like he can wrestle. He's a pretty big guy. Let's get him on TV. And here he is. So um, he has a pretty cool character. I would, like, compare him to, like, ever see, like, um, any of those movies like uh, Snatch or, like, um, Lock, Stock, Smoking Barrels. Yeah. Like, any of those, like, British guy movies. Ritchie. He has, like, that guy, guy Ritchie feel. Exactly. That's what I'm getting out of it, at least. I don't think they're going to change his character. But, um... It's interesting. Yeah, we'll see him next week. So Ridge Holland is this guy's name. Yeah, I looked him up. Luke Menzies. He was like a, what is it, rugby player. But then I found something so interesting. I worked at a TV station. uh, When I worked at Fight Network, which owned Impact and and all this stuff, they actually bought this other channel that aired uh, the newest Toronto sports team back back a few years ago, which was the Toronto Wolfpack. 
a rugby team, Ooh, and he was nice. the, he was one of their first players. I would watch this guy all the time and had no idea. My job was to sit and go to the games and watch the games and connect the the live the live broadcast to like the live TV and stuff. So I would get tickets and 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 drinks and stuff and go and watch these games. And I would I'm kidding you not. This is just blowing my mind reading this. I mean it's Wikipedia that I'm reading this. Hopefully it's true. But uh, on the Toronto Wolfpack, every all these guys are like big lads, and every time I would I would work. With with coworkers, I just we all we do is go. That guy would be a good wrestler. That guy was big. He would be a good wrestler. That guy's scary. Well, I guess uh, Ridge Holland is one of those big and scary lads because here he is in NXT. So he also may have been chilling on uh, the right side of the pond for this opportunity during the pandemic. Because if he's yeah, from, I think so. Like realistically, if you were one of the guys who was like, yeah, I'll stay in the states, you probably made the right choice considering there's there's times now where you get pushes. Yeah, he's like one of the only guys that I can think of from NXT UK that somehow ended up on this side of the world. Like Pete Dunn's still over there. We haven't seen him. You know, all these, all these like big names. <laughs> I was gonna Never say, yeah. wait, is 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 Ridge Holland the only member of the NXT UK roster? <laughs> uh, it's like him, Pete Dunn, a couple other guys. But yeah, I, yeah I think that's maybe it. he's like, let me, let me. He wants to disassociate himself from the UK probably as much as possible. Do you own any Toronto Wolfpack uh, like jerseys or anything? I feel like that's like the perfect like team name for you toronto wolfpack they they have i i wanted the hat i had the hat that i wore when i would go to the games at work but i don't have it and it's a pretty cool logo toronto wolfpack i don't watch a lot of real sports like i mentioned but it was interesting to kind of see and it's more of a, a fun sport to watch it's like like he's like he said in his promo he's on the field it's it's violent and stuff like i believe it because some of these guys like kill each other oh, so yeah. Uh, I don't know this guy. I, you know what? I have seen him once or twice on NXT UK. Uh, I have watched it occasionally, even though I don't mention it. It's like a tree falling in the woods. It, did it actually happen? If no one watches it, uh, but Ridge Holland, uh, he has my attention, good sir. And we will see him next week on NXT. We have Keith Lee, the NXT World Champion, comes down to the ring. He is mad. No posing. No basking. No glory. Just, just a lot of cursing. A lot of <laughs> anger. He's so mad. He says, let's uh, let's get something straight. We can talk all day about Dijak telling me how he didn't want me to, to interfere and, and how Dijak kept saying, like, no, Keith Lee, no. And how Dijak just kept saying, hiya. And he says, <laughs> look, my heart was in the right place, but fuck all your bullshit. Is pretty much uh, what uh, yeah. Keith Lee says. He says, I don't care about that. Karrion Cross, you don't have the balls to do what you need to do. You don't have the balls to, to go face-to-face, man-to-man with me. So I'm calling you out. Uh, in wrestling, I have said this. This is what a, a guy needs to tell. Like, stop doing your hocus-pocus bullshit with your girlfriend coming out with props. Just come talk to me, bro. Like, come fight me. It's wrestling. Like, come fight me. So, Carrying Cross, I'm calling you out. And music hits. But friends, let me tell you, this is not Carrying Cross's music. Oh no, it's something even better. Cameron Grimes. He he comes out with a microphone. He says, "Dijak, Dijakovic, Cross, huh? Whew." You should be talking about me. Ha <laughs> ha! Camera grabs. You gave away the North American title before I could take both of them from you. But that's okay because I'm going to take the NXT world title. And Cameron Grimes, 
is going to the moon. And Keith Lee is just ignoring him, not looking at him, not responding. So Cameron Grimes gets closer and closer. He says, hey, Keith, can you hear me? And Keith Lee dummies him, beats the holy hell out of him, tossing him around, and the lights go out. And when they come to, it's Scarlet. She's down the, the, the rampway, looking very, very scary. And one guy in the crowd, who these are WWE employees, one guy just really loud goes, You suck, Scarlet! Uh, I think it's the one guy who's just been kind of trolling. The same guy that's been trolling. You know, the same guy that told like Drew and Dolph to have an eye for an eye match. Like, just every episode, he's like, I'm going to get her one way or another if they're not going to use me. He's great, though. He's great. Uh, so as Keith Lee is kind of distracted from Scarlet here, Cameron Grimes gets back up and tries to attack Keith Lee, who then runs and gets popped up, thrown into the air, into a huge like spirit bomb, just crushing Cameron Grimes. And Scarlet points to the screen, and we see Karrion Cross. Now, I like the way Karrion Cross's promos thus far have been kind of shot. They're a lot different. Now, we, we were talking about horror movies and wrestling and stuff like that. Of course, you can go all day talking about it. But his his whole thing is horror movies kind of brought into wrestling. But his is his is shot like zoomed in, black and white on his face. It's shot so yep. different from what we've ever seen kind of in wrestling, but it's just, it's simple. It's, it's great. And Karrion Cross starts talking. He says, Mr. Lee, what kind of a man makes a choice to stand by his friend while he suffers? You did that. Now you live with it. I'm going to make, give you two more choices. The easy way, you give me my shot at the championship. And Keith, there's the hard way. But you don't want to know what that is. Everyone will suffer. Tick tock. And what do you uh, think the hard way is? Because I, I have a theory of what he probably will do. We can do this the easy way or the hard way. The easy way. Um, I, yeah, it's my way or the highway, Keith Lee. I think the hard way is he kills you. <laughs> I think he might kidnap Mia Yim. Whoa! Or do, or do something with Whoa! her. Whoa! Jeez! Because it's it's been established on TV that they're a couple, so he can definitely like do something to mess with her. You never know. Not Damn. not too crazy, obviously. It's PG, but um, he can definitely do something to kind of cause okay to go crazy. Okay, and I, I like where you're going. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump ahead to they, there's a, a little promo from William Regal that aired a little bit later, but I'm gonna jump to that and get it done right now. William Regal uh, says via like Zoom or Skype or whatever, says, I will not be bullied into making championship matches. Those are earned here in NXT. So William Regal has not officially announced the match or anything like that. And I think that that is the the the, the catalyst there, the key there that to what you just said. So Keith Lee didn't get to say yes or no because William Regal stole that from him now. He's like, Keith, it doesn't matter. This guy needs to earn it. Therefore, Keith Lee is like, yeah, well, it's the hard way. And he's going to kidnap his wife, his, his girl. He's going to kidnap. Wait. William Regal has to do the right thing. He's like, okay, you have the match, Sunshine. Like, go and do it. <laughs> wow. Go get, that, go get that oil painting. <laughs> For those was next fans. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I like, your, I like, your, I like your, your theory here that he will kidnap Mia Yim. In order to get a championship match, and then some down somewhere down the line, you get the the couple versus couple 
aspect. Uh, I really like this whole thing. It showed Keith Lee can come down to the ring not doing his poses and not be the big teddy bear that everyone always says that he is. In fact, he came out and he's pissed off. He's swearing. He gets right to the point. You had Cameron Grimes, who's the fucking greatest, push him to the moon. Um, and then you have Karrion Cross. Like, all three characters hit here for me. I, I really enjoyed this. In fact, you sent me, after NXT went off the air on their Twitter, Cameron Grimes cut another promo with Mackenzie Mitchell, and I fucking loved it. He says... That Keith Lee is basically like, you know, a, a terrible champion. This guy is, represents NXT. He's terrible. Yep. He he was beating me up, and that's not what a champ does. He's a sucker. So, Keith Lee, you've disrespected the wrong man. And next week, it's official. Cameron Grimes versus Keith Lee. And I quote, Cameron Grimes knows about respect. I'm going to teach you about respect. Sorry, Mackenzie, but I got a trip. To the moon. <laughs> I, I want to see a T-shirt done like in the ET style, but like Cameron to the Grimes moon, kinda, like going to the moon, like just going woo, like something. Like they got they got to do it somehow. Oh, so next week is Cameron Grimes versus Keith Lee. That sounds he's got to get lit. His, he's got to get his revenge, right? Wow, I can't wait <laughs> to the moon, to the moon. Uh, yeah, I like this whole storyline with uh, Keith Lee and and Karrion Cross uh, and the TV kind of program with Cameron Grimes getting a little rub out of this too. It's fantastic. Loved it. We go to uh, oh, I, I totally, I totally didn't even end on what we kind of ended up with Keith Lee. Sorry, I totally missed his ending line out of this whole thing where he's left with the easy way or the hard way. Keith Lee says, "Hmm, choices. Well, pick the time and place, and I will whoop that ass." So Keith Lee doesn't care. He wants to fight, but like I said, William Regal kind of cuts him. You know, keeps him close and says, no, 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 you can't do that just yet. And that might cost him the hard way. We have a video for Loomis, Balor, and Thatcher. That is the main event tonight. But our next match is, hey, uh, John, um, do you do you know that NXT has tag team champions? No, I totally forgot until uh, Eichner and Barthel came out. Or as Beth Phoenix keeps saying, Achner, and I'm like, man, what is it? You're confusing me. Achner, <laughs> Achner. She kept saying Achner. Is she? Oh, but it's Eichner. I thought, at least I thought yeah, it was. Yeah, it's pretty sure it's Eichner. Yeah. Sorry, Beth. Um, Imperium are the tag team champions. Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner. Wow, I even said Marcel Bartel versus everybody's favorite tag team, the Quebecers. Ever rise. Uh, someone should have told the the crowd that these guys were not from the US either team because <laughs> the whole crowd just kept chanting USA at Imperium but that's just classic wrestling I guess yeah yeah Imperium versus Everize or the Young Bucks light as I call them Parker is in they're hitting some flash moves there's chops they're trying to get the quick offense on Imperium but they are shut down really quick and really hard Eichner with the spine buster from one guy onto the next on his partner um, there's like double kicks chase parker's getting his ass kicked there's another spine buster a knee to the face and then the powerbomb uppercut combo this match was really done really quick and imperium get the win the tag champions kind of standing tall now forget all that bullshit because here comes the undisputed era they run out all four of them they attack imperium they attack fabian eichner and marcel bartel they beat them down and they're, they're kind of like, hey, 
what's going on? We're Undisputed Era, and we run NXT. So they hit the high-low on both of those guys, and they're standing tall. Do they want the tag titles? Who knows? But uh, they're letting you know that they're done. They're tired of losing, and maybe they're being good guys, because they technically took out bad guys. What are your thoughts? I love how they came out. Their music hit. They just ran to the ring. No poses, no bullshit, just straight-up business. I loved it, but at the end of the day, it made your tag champions look rather weak. Like, these are your champions you're attacking. They could have attacked any. They could have attacked Everize. Like, who, you know, whatever. But maybe they want the titles. Maybe they don't. I know when um, Imperium put up that they're returning, you had uh, Santos Escobar kind of respond like, hey, Mendoza, wild, you hear that? Our tag champs are finally back. So I thought maybe they're going that direction, having them, all three of them hold titles and the uh, Legato del Fantasma. Mm. That would be pretty cool. Um, but I definitely like this Undisputed Era thing. I, I think it's definitely a face turn. Um, we'll see where it goes. I don't think they necessarily are going for the titles. They just kind of want to make a statement. Uh, maybe just keep doing this every week until something happens. Just let's start randomly attacking heels every week until um, a match comes out of it. Undisputed Era as baby faces. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah. I guess it's time. It really, it yeah. really is. You guys, I mean, have, you guys yeah. have definitely talked about it for a while. I think it's definitely time to pull the trigger on that one. I'd imagine the Undisputed Era debut on like Raw or SmackDown as baby faces just because, but you always imagined it with, with the crowd, right? Like the crowd would love it. They would eat it okay. up, but you're just not going to have that for quite a while. So might as well, I don't know, keep them down here. There's still great talent. And if you were to lose these four guys, this show would definitely change. But uh, if, if they're just going to, again, go for Prophecy, you know, 2.0, then you're like, yeah, go for it. But yeah, cool, cool spot. I wasn't interested in Imperium versus Everize at all, and it instantly grabbed my attention again with them beating them. Hey, up. listen, don't talk bad about Everize, okay? I'm one of the uh, 20 people that watch 205 Live, <laughs> and Everize have had a pretty good storyline going on. They're feuding with Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch, and then Mansoor is involved, and you have Tahuti Miles. They've been going feuding for like three, four weeks now. Like Everize wow. is, uh, you know, getting that 205 rub. That 205 Live, it's so live. Should be calling it 205 Lit. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we go to our next part of the show, which is a like video kind of those classic NXT. Who are they behind behind the person? We saw one on Isaiah Swerve Scott about how he likes to make music and all this stuff. But Q, NXT's resident thick boy, the Ozzilla, put your claws up for Bronson Reed, and then we see shots of some graffiti and artwork and stuff like that. And it cuts to him kind of looking a lot different than what he looks in the ring. Am I wrong here? He looked a oh, lot. Yeah, they're, yeah, they were showing like his like actual life and what he looked like. He's got light hair. He's got the flow. He's He just looked really proper. Good, yeah. good looking lad, this Bronson Reed. Uh, he says that his art, he, he likes to hang around a lot of art and the, the graffiti here. I'm, I'm assuming he lives in Florida, as is, do a lot of these wrestlers right now. Uh, the art it reminds him of back home in Australia. Uh, I can say. I don't know uh, exactly where he's from, but I've been to Melbourne. The graffiti alley, untouchable to anywhere I've been in the entire world when it comes to graffiti. Fantastic. So I, I know he's not wrong there. Coffee too. He says, my journey here to NXT is is a lot different from everyone else. You see, uh, I, I miss Australia, and I miss my wife. My journey revolves around my wife. My wife is the one who gave me money to go to wrestling camp. She was my driving force, and now I've wrestled. I've been to camp. I've trained. I've fought. I've scratched. I've fought in 13 different countries to get to where I am now, to get to NXT. You see, Michael Jordan... One said that some people want to make it happen. Some people, what does it need to make it happen? Well, 
I made it happen. I was the underdog and I had something to prove. I am a player and no one has my fighting spirit. He's talking about how he beat both Johnny Gargano and Roderick Strong to advance to the takeover ladder match for the North American Championship. And he and, and, and as he's talking, it's showing clips of him wrestling in like Australia, in the UK, all over the world, like photos. I think you even you showed me. We got a little Zack Saber Jr. Uh, yeah, Zack Saber Jr. and TM sixty one were kind of all four of them were kind of huddled together, so that's pretty cool. It's showing all kind of the, the 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 road it took for him to get to WWE NXT, and he ends with this: that years ago, Shawn Michaels won at WrestleMania, and the boyhood dream came true. At TakeOver 30, the thick boy dream comes true. I I cannot wait till he wins a title and Morrow does the classic JR call and says, the thick boy dream comes true. Like, oh this promo God. was amazing. I loved everything about this promo. Shout out to his wife for being so like, helpful. Shout out That's to your wife. To <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Thick Girl, whatever you want to call her. Um, they, sh- they, they showed a picture of him like really young, like in the old Sting Crow outfit. That was awesome. Like, oh, he's a diehard wrestling fan. This is amazing. Yeah, it's like him is like, he looked like he's six or like under 10 and he's in yeah. Sting NWO homemade outfit for Halloween. Awesome. Oh my God. Awesome. Uh, I've been on a I've been on a tear with this dude. I've I've loved this dude. Like I keep talking about how every time I see this guy, he I think he's gonna be a star. And I absolutely love this. Even if you didn't like this whole promo, that ending line, the thick boy dream comes true, dude. That was amazing. Oh my god. Ah, oh, I love this. I absolutely love this. I talked about Isaiah Swift Scott and the music one last week and it was cool, but it was like, are you going to rap for us or something? This one, I thought for a second, I'm like, oh, no, don't tell me this guy does graffiti and stuff. And it wasn't that. <laughs> it was just like, yeah. hey, here's here's my life story in like a few minutes. And it got me over. It wasn't like, hey, feel sorry for me or feel – it's like his 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 thing is he comes off more more gangster. He's like, yo, yeah. I fuck – like, he, he, he busted his ass. Like, you, yeah. you don't see like their other – once in a while, you'll see them talk about like people wrestling elsewhere, but it's really rare to see. So the, to him to actually show he busted his ass all around the world is like, okay, this guy, I'm rooting for this guy now. I want him to win. And I love the fact that he's shouting out his wife. You know. Yep, for sure. So, Absolutely. Uh, shout out, shout out your your loved one, your partner, wherever it may be, because Bronson Reed did it here tonight. And if you don't got one, well, you got Bronson Reed. So uh, <laughs> I can't wait. I think he should win. I don't care who's added to this match. It's him. He's my pick. I'm going all the way in with uh, with Bronson Reed. I think he's a, I think he's a star in the world of wrestling. He just got everything. Uh, this was this was funny. This this ending line. I don't think I, I can't wait. Now I, you're right. I need that call, or I'm going to be really angry if I don't get it at exactly. Takeover Thirty. But Thick Boy Bronson Reed, he's going to be the the next North American champion at Takeover Thirty. We then, speaking of Isaiah Swerve Scott, go to our next match, which is Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Jake Atlas, a returning Jake Atlas from a little injury he had yep. a little while ago. So both of these guys have something in common. They hate Santos Escobar. So uh, they I don't know why they're fighting then, because they both hate the same guy. Um, and, well, they're going to fight to kind of see who gets to fight. Santos Escobar, I guess, in my opinion. Um, we have an insert promo from Jake Atlas who says that he was really close and pushed Santos to the limit, but he's back. He's back on the road. He's ready. And it starts here with Swerve. And uh, they talk about... <laughs> Morrow, what was the line Morrow had about Swerve? 
yeah, he was like swerve hits harder than Tupac's hit him up. You know the diss track he had against Biggie. <laughs> like what? that was a really uh, you know, I don't know if that hit. I, he didn't go that hard. You know he, yeah. he didn't uh, he didn't claim that Jake Atlas had an entanglement with his wife. Entanglement. <laughs> <laughs> First off, uh, entanglement with yeah. I, this is why I had an entanglement with you. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. There's a meme like where they took his actual verse and uh, switched it to entanglement, which is hilarious. Uh, I love Morrow with his hip hop. He's he's taken it. He's toned it down the hip hop references, but he yeah. loves hit him up. He always goes. Yeah, he like, hit, hit him up. He always goes to hit him up. That's his favorite. Uh, and if anyone is like, "What is hit him up?" It's uh, Tupac dissing Biggie. You must yeah. know in the world of beef. Uh, please listen to it. So this match starts off cruiserweight action two oh five live action. I guess you could say. Um, and we have like crazy kind of high flying kicks back and forth. They're kind of dodging and countering each other's moves. There's Oklahoma rolls. There's roll ups. There's kicks to the heads, kicks to the faces. There's all sorts of kicks back and forth from both of them. Uh, there's some sort of flying springboard blockbuster neck breaker from Jake Atlas for a two count. Uh, they then, I guess these guys are fans of AEW and they watched that crazy spot a few weeks ago where I think it was Nick Jackson and Ray Phoenix just decide to hold hands and then climb the top turnbuckle and do a bunch of crazy flippy shit. Well, they, these guys are doing just that spot and they're back up there. And this is where Atlas like catches him on the shoulders, swings around off the top rope, hitting like, this avalanche, I don't know what to call it, like a page turner? What what was this move? Yeah, I don't even know what it was. It was, it was looked, crazy. Yeah, it looked it awesome. Uh, but somehow uh, Swerve kicked out of it, and it's only a two count. Atlas then is going for, I think, what he calls the rainbow DDT. He's going for that, but it's blocked. Swerve kind of throws him out of the ring. Atlas uses his feet to kind of hang upside down on the ropes to kind of get leverage kind of on the outside. But while he's hanging there... He gets hit with the house call, that kick to the head. He's thrown back in the ring. And Swerve hits the JML driver. And Swerve pins Atlas. Uh, a fun little a little match here between these two. I, I think both of these guys are fantastic wrestlers. And some of the, the moves and counters and like just creative uh, flow. I don't know how to describe some of the stuff like no one else has kind of come up with. But they they still do it. I did catch like the the spot where they were doing the the hand thing did remind me of Nick Jackson and Ray Phoenix a few weeks ago. But then they turned it into their their own thing with that spinning. I don't even know what that move off the top rope was. But awesome awesome spot. Um, awesome match. Just a little quick little fun match. I think Swerve is the right guy to go up against uh, Escobar right now. So it kind of makes sense. And the the JML driver. Yeah, so real quick, I think he's definitely going to go after Santos because every time on Twitter, like, Santos' name is mentioned, he always responds with, I'm the only guy that beat him in the tournament. Like, he has to bring that up every single time that he actually beat uh, Santos in the Cruiserweight tournament. So I definitely see that match coming out. Um, JML, I looked it up. I had no idea what it stood for, so I did a little research. And come to find out, it was, like, some indie click in a way with this, like, super group of indie wrestlers. It was himself, Leo Rush, uh, Scarlett, Scarlett Bordeaux in NXT, Corey Graves, Sammy Callahan, um, Ohio over everything the christ brothers and also uh <clears throat> david Starr was also part of the group so it was like this like this indie click that like they never like uh recognized on tv but they always had like a little hand signal that they would do to each other to kind of like let them know like kind of how the click you know would say that they're part of a group without saying it it was the same way with that so i guess by him using the the name jml and the jml drivers it's a an ode to that super group what does jml stand for though 
no just, idea. That's just, just making. Just my, just my luck was what I thought it was. Uh. But, uh, it's one of those things where like they don't ever say what it means. It's like a secret. It's like it's only like CM Punk. Yeah, it's one of those things. So probably means just, nothing. I like just my luck. The just, just my, my luck, luck. makes sense for a bunch of like indie guys. I got just my luck, you know. Or like the just my luck driver. Yeah. It's be- I thought it was like just making love or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just that's what you, that's your finishing move. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you're right. I think it's just my luck. Just my luck, yeah. It makes well, sense. That's what I thought. With his luck, Scott beats Atlas, and he'll probably go on to face Santos uh, near soon down the line. Yeah. Maybe next week. Uh, we have a video, an interview. Sorry, with Damian Priest, who is backstage with Mackenzie Mitchell. He is in a match next week, and if he wins that match. He gets to be entered into the ladder match at TakeOver. And in that match, he has to go up against the new guy. Uh, was it Rich Holland? Mm-hmm. I'm already... Rich I'm Holland. already. Rich. Is it Ridge Holland? Ridge. Ridge, yeah. Ridge Holland. Ridge Holland, yeah. And uh, I'm already blanking on the, the other guy in, in, Oni in the match. Oni Lorcan. Priest says, hey, I've already... I already know who Oni is. I've seen him around. But Ridge Holland, huh, he looks legit. I'm like, uh, you haven't even seen him yet. You're just being that cheap baby face. He's like, oh, he's the new guy. I got to give him a little, yeah. you know. He says, there's no scenario I see that is not me. That is that is not me winning the title at TakeOver. So Priest is calling it right now. Sorry, Bronson Reed. Sorry, whoever else gets added. But you're not winning. I am. So Priest in a triple threat next week. All triple threats all the time on the Triple Threat Network NXT. Uh, it's going to be a lot of triple threats in the near future, guys. Get ready. Speaking of triple threat, it's the main event. Triple threat. Dexter Loomis, Finn Balor, and Timothy Thatcher. Um, so, the winner of this is added alongside Bronson Reed in the ladder match at TakeOver 30. And all three guys kind of come out here. They have their start of their match, and they're going at it. And Dexter Loomis is just taking no shit from no one. He's throwing haymakers. He's he's tossing the guys out of the ring. Finn Balor and Timothy Thatcher are kind of at the bottom of the ramp outside the ring. And Dexter Loomis runs the ropes and hits a tope con hilo and lands on his feet. That was it's, beautiful. It's, Every time he does something like that, or even when he does like that little creepy little slide thing, he does it with such like perfect, like it's just perfect the way he does it. He must have like practiced it a hundred times. He does it so smooth. It's like Rick. He's Lumiche. Like Ricochet. <laughs> Ricochet did it against the Dream, the yes. Velveteen Dream, and he lands on his feet. Uh, I I don't want to be that guy, but was this edited? You think so? It didn't show. It. it didn't show a replay, and the one angle you got—that was the only angle. When it when Ricochet did it, they showed it nine fucking thousand times. Oh yeah. Oh, but yeah. this one, they didn't even replay it once. And he's a way bigger dude. Just, hmm. uh, just you know, got to you know get you thinking a little. I'm pretty sure they edited that. I believe he could do it. He hits topes. Yeah. He hits some moves, but he landed just a little too perfect. On a show that just happened to not be live tonight. Just and no fans in front of it. They can do whatever the hell they want, right? Yeah, just saying. Hey, I'm not dissing or hating on Loomis. But I'm just like, oh, they cut to that really weird and then didn't show me it again. So I was like, okay, mm. cool. Uh, well, he lands on his feet and he beats up both of the guys. He's going back and forth, beating up Thatcher, beating up Balor. They're in the ring. Thatcher starts to fight back and hit, hits this beautiful belly-to-belly suplex on Loomis. And he's putting submissions on, on. He's doing the Fujiwara. He's doing all sorts of different submissions. 
He hits the stun gun on Loomis. Uh, sorry, Loomis hits the stun gun on Thatcher. And I know that because I mentioned I've been watching a lot of Terry Funk matches for our best match ever that came out last week. And in one of these epic, like, old school Japanese matches, Terry Funk versus, I think it was Jumbo uh, Serato. Serato. Yeah, yeah. He, he, spoiler, he he hits the, uh, a stun gun in this match that uh, could possibly become uh, one of the two out of three falls but it reminded me of that or stone cold steve austin looked awesome uh it fits loomis's character to hit a a stun gun uh loomis then is beating on thatcher during picture in picture commercial break when we come back we have uh like a catch hatch suplex from thatcher he's hitting all types of different suplexes it's cool he then blocks finn from trying to get some advantage finn trying to trying to get in back into the match and thatcher just welcomes him with like flying knees to just everything like the gut the stomach the chest the the skin there's different like skin colors all over these guys because they're hitting each other so hard that they're turning really red on certain parts of their body it's like ouch um there's there's then finn balor who's just getting beat up and stretched out thatcher is like locking in an arm move and then turns it into a leg hold he's stretching him he's twisting him he's manipulating he's working on the fingers talking about Pete Dunne, he's working on these, he just wants to break Finn Balor's fingers. Mm-hmm. Um, they finally get back to their feet. Finn doesn't want to do submission mat-based stuff with this guy. So they get to their feet. He's then getting uppercuts from Thatcher, but he fights back. Finn hits a series of forearms. It's forearms, and Loomis tries to get involved and eats the Pele kick. There's then a sling blade. There's the final cut, but then Loomis hits the spine buster, the Uranagi, and then the, the is it the Katami or the, the arm triangle, which they now call the silence. And Moro, not only with the hip-hop references, but the enjoy the silence, like Depeche mode. Uh, but while this is on, there's the coup de gras as well from Finn Balor out of nowhere. Uh, there's then like this knee bar somehow on Finn Balor from Timothy Thatcher. But while Thatcher has Finn in the knee bar, Loomis locks in the arm triangle, the silence, on Thatcher, so he slowly lets go of Finn because he falls asleep. Therefore, the referee calls it Dexter Loomis has won the match by submission on Timothy Thatcher. Thatcher is asleep. He is out. Go to sleep. It is done. Loomis is in the ladder match at TakeOver 30. Woo! Yeah, I was uh, rather surprised with that. I honestly thought Thatcher was going to win, especially like if they want to keep Loomis strong. They could always just have Thatcher pin Balor. Um, but yeah, I was actually I liked the, the the ending. I think it was really cool. I like how they did that. I'm just really shocked at who actually won the match. But um, should be interesting. You know, Bronson Reed and so far Dexter Loomis. I think next week, I think they're going to have to give it to Ridge Holland. But at the same time, I could see Damian Priest pinning Oni Lorking and getting added into the match as well. But um, I like how they're they're pushing guys that. We don't usually see in takeover being in the, the ladder match so far. Yeah, is the the ladder match is kind of like the new thing. Like, remember they did it with the North American title. Yeah, when they when it debuted, the, they debuted it. Yep, exactly. The five star ladder match. I really like that aspect. It got six dudes like brought up there, pushed there. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, I think this is 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 it's interesting. Because you figured Thatcher would be the one that kind of gets the push, but that kind of leaves Finn Balor and Thatcher to maybe spin off into some little program. But Dexter Loomis, yeah, added to this match. I'm like, huh, 
That really shocked me. I didn't see that happening at all, but I think that's kind of cool. When Timothy Thatcher did like the breaking finger spot, and I think even the Twitter page went ahead and like retweeted it, my first thought was they got to try to get Pete Dunn back here. Get him, get Pete Dunn back, and just come out and destroy Thatcher for what he did to Matt Riddle. Bring that whole storyline back and just go to Thatcher versus Pete Dunn. That match would be great. Yeah, that would be pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, I'm not mad at Dexter Loomis winning this at all. I think it's kind of cool. Give him a, a push. Give him a spot there in that takeover. Balor and Thatcher will probably find their way onto that card uh, eventually. Anyways, uh, I'm not mad at that. In fact. What I got out of this is that I really want to see that because my favorite parts of this match were Finn Balor and Thatcher kind of going at it between the the submissions and the the strikes. It was a cool contrast of styles there. Finn Balor kind of being really fast and and quick and kind of flying at him. I think that's a match I need to see. But fun fun main event. I I won't I won't lie. It was it was pretty interesting. I, I didn't think it would be that cool, but it was really cool. They did some great spots. Um, Dexter Loomis potential North American champion at NXT TakeOver 30. It could happen. And that was NXT from July 29th, 2020. Uh, off the bat, again, I'll say my my highlight of the entire show was not only Cameron Grimes and how he's still going to the moon, but my highlight was Johnny Gargano and Roderick Strong in uh, in their match. I think that was my, my favorite part. It was just like some good wrestling, some good graps, and two of the best went at it. But uh, good episode. What do you think? Yeah, it was pretty good. The triple threat was really good, but like you, my favorite match was definitely Gargano and Strong. I like how they set up the whole Undisputed Era thing because you had Roderick Strong lose. That went to the backstage promo, and then they went ahead and bum-rushed it. I don't think you mentioned it, but next week they announced Imperium versus Fish and O'Reilly for the tag titles. So that's going to happen next week as well. Um, I, I don't know if Fish and O'Reilly are going to win the titles, but if they want to keep them strong, I can't see what else could happen. So it should be interesting. Yeah, Undisputed Era coming back as baby faces. Who knew? But it could happen. Um, they're over their beef with Dexter. Roddy's over that. Roddy just keeps losing. Yeah, I like to see them as baby faces, but at the same time, I think it's time they move to Raw or SmackDown. Imagine them trying to do the Prophecy of Gold on SmackDown, and they're trying to get like the IC title, the tag titles, and the world title. That'd be great. Yeah, I think that's something that is unfortunate that there's like no crowds and, and things aren't the way it used to be because that would be something that was, would be so crazy, right? Like for the past few years, people are like, "Oh, they're gonna show up at, at this show, or they're gonna show up here," and it's like, uh, I don't know. Looks like they got to be yeah. baby faces on NXT first. But yeah, solid episode of NXT. I really enjoyed this way more than I enjoyed last week's episode. Um, I, I know like we're three weeks out from this takeover, and I feel like NXT does a good job at like building to their thing. When when we don't have a takeover, it feels like we're lost. We're the lost puppy. We're like, what do we do? What are we doing here? We could do this. We could do that. But when we have something set, we're like, hey, we know in in three weeks we're gonna go to this. So let's let's do the best hype build we can. Uh, and I think they're doing a pretty good job. Uh, we can kind of sort out what the card is, and we kind of did that last week. But it looks like it's going in that direction. So, good episode. And Dexter Loomis, the the sounds of silence. He's just going to be staring in this ladder match. He's just going to watch Bronson Reed climb hey, it. As he, he's just going to stare worse. at him. He, he could win the title with zero audience and really have the sound of silence. Oh. So, kind of like Drew McIntyre. That was Drew McIntyre. The, <laughs> the sound of <laughs> silence. I did it! I did it! And uh, no one that was there. Yeah. Uh, so that was NXT. That's what we thought of it. But we also have a forum.postwrestling.com feedback thread, which we post up every Wednesday. We didn't go live on YouTube, and I know the YouTube room is missing us right now, but we did post up the forum 
for feedback. And uh, I will read the first one here. Eva from London, the Shayna Baszler superfan, mentions Shayna Baszler is getting in on the fond farewells to Kyrie Zane. Mm. And thank you, Kyrie. Yes. Shayna Baszler. Did they- she put up a picture of her winning the title from Kyrie. Kyrie at uh, Evolution. Evolution, yeah. Yes. Shayna Baszler is no Kyrie Sane. No. Just, just saying. Tonight's episode was solid. Strong versus Gargano. Mint. Mercedes Martinez is everything Nia Jax wishes she was. A great safe wrestler who's beloved by the locker room. Ripley looks hot as a blonde. Fiery promo from Keith Lee. And the main event, I really want Thatch as Thatch can sweeping the North American title scene. Keep up the good work. Question, what was the most annoying commercial tonight and the funniest? Uh, I don't know. I keep seeing those Shakaroni ones. Yeah, I know I saw like the, uh, what was that? The... Um... <laughs> The, the busy drink that I asked you about? I never tried it before. Did you yeah, it? I don't know what it is. It, it, we're, I'm in Canada. We get things way late, I, man. I saw them. Every time I go to get, get like White Claws or whatever, I always like try to get a new drink. And tonight I got, what did I get? Some Steel Reserve spiked watermelon drink. Delicious. You know, um, I, I got, saw this busy drink, so. I got. I finally tried the uh, the Arizona hard iced tea in, here in Canada, and it blew my mind. So I know you were drinking a hard Arnie Palmer earlier, yep. and mm-hmm. I was very jealous. But yeah. Uh, funniest commercial is always, I guess, Shaq. Or those ones where they tell you, why are you vaping? You're breathing in metal. Those ones are just scary. I yeah, I, I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Uh, we have Wrestling Graham says, Howdy, I know Davey's out this week, but I think I speak for myself and many other listeners when I say we're all going to miss Kyrie. But it's refreshing to see a wrestler leave and not have to worry about no compete clauses and shoot interviews. I went into this episode really down on NXT, but then Keith Lee said bullshit. Take care, boys. <laughs> Hope to become a patron in the future. Hey, thank you, Wrestling Graham. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I guess he agrees with work. As soon as you're a world champ, you come out looking real mad and you start swearing, then like, yeah, that's what I would do if I was you. Um, and yes, the Kyrie news is is obviously. Could you imagine Kyrie in AEW? <laughs> Oof, I don't know. I mean, she's going to Japan, right? She says she wants to be with her with her husband in Japan. So maybe stardom. I mean, where else is she going to go over there? She even maybe she doesn't want to wrestle. Maybe she wants to start a family. Like who knows what she's going to do? So. Especially in, the, in these times, right? Like you don't know what people are going through and stuff. It's it's Absolutely. tough. You don't want. Maybe you don't want to be. Some people are scared to to go to work and stuff. Still, exactly. But. We go to mystery. Hiya. What did you guys think of the women's tag? Wasn't a fan of EO's moonsault, but otherwise she had an answer for everything Dakota and Candice tried to throw at her. Yeah, I think that was the storyline. Is like every time Candice or Dakota tried to do something, EO was like one step ahead. Uh, I-, I love her moonsault. Get out of here. Uh, who do you guys have winning the number one contenders match next week? I have Dakota Kai winning with an assist from Raquel, who will then go on to feud with Rhea Ripley. There you go. There's yeah, your, I can see that. Your answer. Raquel comes back. Yeah, because her and Rhea, that's two big you know, big girls. I can see them fighting, and then Dakota goes after the title. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Big lasses wrestling. I like that. Big <laughs> lasses wrestling. Gargano Strong was a great match. Not sure about the Undisputed Era getting another tag title match, though. And I like the triple threat as well. Pretty strong episode of NXT. Question of the week. How do you guys feel about that really dumb ending to the Asuka-Sasha match on Monday? I hope Asuka gets her title mat back, but I can't trust the main roster to actually book a satisfying ending to the feud, a.k.a. Asuka decimating Sasha Bailey for the title. Also, thank you, Kyrie. I understand Davey is in mourning right now because she's <laughs> heading off on her next voyage. Yeah. Did you catch the ending to the uh, Asuka-Sasha match on Raw? 
Uh, no, I did not. So this is how they wrote off Kyrie Sane. Remember this. So okay. obviously, uh, Asuka and Sasha are wrestling in the ring. Bailey in the beginning of the match, I think she, her and Kyrie like fought to the back, so you never saw them again. And then the Titantron cuts to the back where you see Bailey attacking Kyrie like up against like the garage door slam okay, yeah. or whatever. And she's like, Asuka, Asuka. So Asuka goes to help her. And right. now when Stephanie set up the match last week, she's like, can out disqualification. Doesn't matter who wins. Whoever the winner is is the champion. So Sasha basically won the match. Won the title by count out, and that's wow. the last we're gonna see of Kyrie. Wow, what great! I, I, just, I don't even know what to say. I didn't know that was. I heard it was by count out, and I was like, okay, that's yeah. really lame. But uh, yeah, sounds even. Uh, there's a show people should start watching. Um, it's called AEW. <laughs> it airs uh, on Wednesdays, but you know, if you have DVRs or by uh, nefarious means, you can watch it. And I can tell you, it changed my life. Watching a different hey, wrestling show. Hey, you show. know, I, I love AEW. I'll be honest with you, I love AEW, but I also watch AEW Dark. And AEW Dark is the show where they try to do things that they don't want to risk doing on TNT. So you have angles like where Michael Nakazawa takes out his, um, whatever you call it, his oil, baby oil, and rubs it all over a uh, friend of the show, Sunny Kisses. Uh, rear you know as, as they say <laughs> and then joey Janela goes and runs it all over him and then pineapple pete is doing something and what? puts uh, oil on the floor and sunny kiss slips on it like well it was i don't know i don't know what's going on um so yeah aw dynamite thumbs up aw dark thumbs down i don't need to see <laughs> an hour and 50 minutes of 12 weird and squash matches like i don't know so aw does have its faults as well but yes definitely a good show <laughs> yeah i don't know I, I i watch raw by by either uh Twitter, watching like clips and stuff of seeing what I need to see, or by listening to John Awake, because like I just like Raw is three hours. That's a lot of time, especially yeah. in like COVID era. Like there's so many movies I'm trying to catch up on. I'm still I'm so close to finishing Sopranos, man. I'm not watching three hours of Raw every week. Sorry, I just can't do it. I'd rather watch two hours of AW. Uh, they it's totally it's totally what wrestling to me like. It's different. It's refreshing. Yeah. It is. Uh, sorry, you went on a little tangent there, but yeah, uh, so go good. for it. We, we got uh, Paul from New Jersey. Tonight we learned a valuable lesson. Mess with the Robert Stone brand, get run down by a Mercedes. I hey. like that. <laughs> Lee fears Grimes. Cheering USA during the Imperium Everrise match? Nobody said wrestlers were smart. I'm on that thick boy bandwagon, which I'm sure Brandon from New Jersey just took that. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm on that thick boy bandwagon. I love that me some thick, thick boy boys. bandwagon. This week's Coda fact, Sanity first made their debut by attacking Kona Reeves and Rich Swan. Kona Reeves is the last man standing. Yes, he is. Wow. Wow. Paul with the hard Kona facts here on NXT. And we go to our final last bit of feedback here. Adam from the street. Karrion Cross is not throwing away his shot. He just wants to be in the room where it happens. <laughs> And if you don't understand, you clearly have to watch and then listen to my Hamilton review with Nate Milton on this very free feed. Uh, no, Karrion Cross is not throwing away his shot. Instead, he's going to kidnap Mia Yim. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. You heard it here first. On up next. Wow. Thank you, everybody, for the feedback. We appreciate it and love you guys. <clears throat> and that's it. That's NXT. That's up next. 
Um, you can find uh, more of us. Davey will be back next week with me, myself, and I. We do have a Patreon, like I said. All the shows that we have up there was next. Best match ever, our movie reviews, our Freddy Got Fingered review with Wei Ting, which is amazing. Uh, all the stuff up there. Follow the Twitter account, at Up Next Podcast, and the Facebook group, Up Next Podcast, and the... Uh, the, the page as well, which you, John, helped us kind of run, and, and you you tweet out and post stuff all the time for us, which is awesome. But join in on the conversation. See all the other shows we're doing, because, yes, only five bucks a month, and there's so many others. At this point, five bucks, you can access the whole back catalog and pick out any show you kind of want to listen to that you're interested in, including all the best matches ever, all the Japanese stuff, all the NXT stuff, all the movie review stuff, everything. It's all on there. Patreon.com slash up next and john thank you for joining me here tonight on up next is there anything that uh you have to say any final moments any final plugs anything yeah, like mean, that definitely join the facebook page facebook.com slash up next podcast the only place where you can watch the full videos of sunny kiss chris statlander <laughs> and dominic Dajakovic <laughs> wishing their happy birthdays to one Braden harrington so definitely go in there and watch those um it was fun doing this if you want to hear more, more of me listen to me on what's next um it's a great show even if you don't want to go back and watch the old nxts just listening to us talk about <laughs> stars from 2012 and what they're doing now and the comparisons is awesome we saw cash's ono richie steamboat biggie on this past episode so definitely a good retrospective to go back and watch richie and steamboat not ricky steamboat Rich, richie steamboat, i'm sorry nxt <laughs> nxt icon richie steamboat <laughs> NXT icon Richie Steamboat, who might or might have not had his last match on this upcoming episode. Uh-oh. And uh, last but not least, again, listen to my new show. It just came out this week, Zombie Pod, Z-O-M-B-I-P-O-D. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, wherever you like to go for your social life. Join us. Listen. Subscribe. Share the word. Whatever you want to do, man. Um, new episodes every Tuesday. So next week, we'll see a brand new episode of Zombie Pod. Excellent. Yes, go follow John. Go try out his shows. Go listen to his stuff, as well as all the post-wrestling stuff, as all of our uh, up-next stuff, all here on the Patreon. We will be back next week with me and Davey. We'll be chatting all about NXT. And, oh, next week is is Keith Lee versus Cameron Grimes. So you know where we're going. We're going to the moon, baby. Ha, <laughs> ha. Thank you for listening and for supporting Up Next. I can't thank you enough. Take care of yourselves. Goodbye. Be safe. And I'm only doing this because Davey's away and Kyrie is going bye-bye. So, I give you, ahoy. I, yeah, I, I give you permission. Do it again. Okay, I can do it. Ahoy! <laughs> training is right around the corner so come for the games and have a ball in arizona with world-class resorts unbeatable dining and nightlife amazing scenery and endless outdoor adventure make your visit unforgettable plan your getaway at myspringtraining.com You're a holiday powerhouse. 
You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.